Oh my goodness. Becky, look at her Bible. It is so huge. She looks like one of those preacher guys' girlfriends. But who understands those preacher guys anyway? They only talk to her because she looks like Mother Teresa, okay? I mean, but look at it. It's just huge. It's gross. She just looks so righteous. I like big bubbles and I cannot lie. You Christian brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with a KJV and a bookmark in Proverbs, you get stoked. Got a name engraved so you know this girl is saved. It looks like one of those large ones with plenty of space in the margins. Oh, baby, I want to read with you because your Bible's got pictures. My minister tried to console me, but that book you got makes me so holy. Oh, mama mia, you say you want koinonia? Well, bless me, bless me, and teach me about John Wesley. I saw her praying while I was DJing. She got grace, pretty face. She ain't going down to the bad place. I'm tired of heathen guys saying they like pocket size. That's the average Christian to take a look. She got a pack much book. So, fellas, yeah, fellas, yeah. Have your girlfriend's got the book. Oh, yeah. Well, read it, read it, read it, read it. Read that holy book. Baby, y'all. NIV with the ribbon bookmark. NIV with the ribbon bookmark. Baby, got NIV with the ribbon bookmark. NIV with the ribbon bookmark. I like them leather and bound. It's 50 pounds. I just can't understand how it is some weenie. Once Bible on CD, you want to get you saved. Amen. Double up. Amen. I ain't talking about a paraphrase, because Paul wouldn't use those anyways. I like them real thick and red lettered. You can't find nothing better. Southpaws in love, bubbles that bigger I'm heard of. So I'm sitting here thinking, what if I find me a girl that shows midriff? You can have those bimbos. I keep those chicks that do devos. A word to the Christian sisters, I can't resist ya. I do God's time with ya. But I gotta be straight when I say I wanna pray till the break of day. But we got it going on, like the wife in Proverbs 31. We just might get engaged when we finish reading this page. Cause it's and it's torn, and I know that girl's reborn. So, ladies, yeah. ladies, yeah. do you want to save people from Hades? Yeah. Then read it till the pages fall out. Even white preachers gotta shout. Baby got Thompson chain with the big red letters. Thompson chain with the big red letters. Baby got book. Yeah, baby. When it comes to a good book, Stephen King's resume just can't compare. 39 plus 27 equals 66 books. And if you're Catholic, there's even more. So your girlfriend quotes Bill Hybels. But does she got a big Bible? Cause that little thing she's got won't start a revival. My Bible study don't want none unless you got book, hun. You can read Clancy or Grisham, but please don't lose this book. Some brothers want to play that hard role and tell you that book's too old. So they toss it and they burn it, but I pull up quick to just learn it. So your girl likes paperback. Well, I ain't down with that, cause my girlfriend's hot and her Bible's rockin', and she's got good doctrine. To the atheist chicks who try to diss, you ain't it, Miss Pris. Give me a Christian, I'm insistin', and I greet her with some holy kissin'. Some pervert tried to chase, but he didn't make it past first base. She's quick to resist temptation, and she loves a new translation. So ladies who are lost and found, if you want the triple six thrown down, dial 1-800-READS-A-LOT, and teach me about those psalms, baby, got NIV with a ribbon bookmark. NIV with the ribbon bookmark. Baby got Thompson chain with the big red letters. Thompson chain with the big red letters. 
still got book. Bubble cow's knowledge, but you still got book. Bubble cow's knowledge, but you still got book. Bubble cow's knowledge, but you still got book. Coming, so you better stick around. A brand new episode is coming to your town. A whole lot of fun with the greatest book of all. Yeah, the Bible man's coming and it's gonna be a ball. Go get everyone you know. Cause it's just about time for the Bible man show. It's the Bible, it's the Bible, it's the Bible man show. We're learning how to live and we're learning how to grow. Storytelling, picture painting, grooving, don't you know? Still, something was lacking. Miserable, alone, his spirit beaten, Miles Peterson gave up. Then, in his darkest hour, the words of a single book began to change his life. The Bible. At last, Miles Peterson felt the burning desire to know God. Inspired by the Word of God and equipped with unyielding faith, Miles pledged to fight evil in the name of God as Bible Man. It's the six. It's the twenty-third of June, twenty twenty-one. We got Micah Dank here, the Bible decoder. Just when he had nothing to live for, he found the power of God. Miles Peterson became... Bible Man. I almost forgot what day it was there. I just, uh... I don't know what was going on there. Uh... Yeah, we're joined by Micah Dank, which I have several questions right off the bat. One, is Dank your real last name? It is. That's awesome. That's like the best last name I've ever heard. Dare I say that, that is a Dank last name. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, the, uh, the other thing I'm wondering is, have you seen the show Bible Man? Because that was my childhood. Uh, I remember the commercials when I was younger. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, Thanks for that introduction, by the way. That was the greatest one ever. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of botched it, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, the the whole Bible man thing was has blown my mind because it's like I until like prepping for the show in the last couple days, I hadn't gone back and watched Bible man's like episodes because I was raised on it and. There, not only is it goofy as hell, it's like Bible Man with cheesy puns and Bible verses, like the everything about it's ridiculous. But there's also a lot of anti-Semitism in that show. Like it was kind of really? Yeah, there's there's like this dude with like real curly hair and glasses, and he's interviewing Bible Man on a talk show. He's like, "So Bible Man, 
I. It's like the biggest Jew, Jewish stereotype I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Bible Man's great, though. Yeah. Bible Man is great. And the Bible tells us that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, How you I, doing, man? Doing good. Uh, glad to have you on. Uh, so, I'm. I. I. Uh, I. I figured we have a lot to talk about, and uh, I'll, I'll probably save my questions for later in the show. But you are a Bible. Would you refer to yourself as a Bible decoder? More like an astrotheologist that just happened to work on the Bible. Mm-hmm. If anything, um, I wouldn't call it a decoder, so to speak. This is to me. It's the stuff is pretty obvious. So I, uh, <clears throat> I just kind of put it together, you know, and uh, it's it's gaining a lot of traction. It's gaining a lot of steam. So I, I guess uh, I don't know where you want to start, but uh, have you have you the book of the Bible I'm most interested in, especially lately with what, everything that's going on, is the book of Revelations. Uh, but of course, there's a lot of interesting books of the Bible. Have you done? Anything with revelations as far as what that actually yeah. means? Yeah, I have. I could do that. Um, I just want to go through some generic stuff first. Sure, yeah. Um, you want to do. And, and we can definitely do the book of Revelation. Um, so basically, there are questions that you can ask in the Bible, like how Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days, why his birthday is on December 25th. I mean, just to pick a few out. But all this stuff is astrology, and I'm going to show you how it is. But first, got to teach your listeners and go over it with you, even though I think you might have heard me before. Go over the 12 zodiac signs, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. All right, so I'll start with Aquarius, because that's just the easiest one for me. So Aquarius is the sign of the man with the water pitcher pouring water out. Okay? So whenever you hear the word man, because Aquarius is the sign of the man, or son of man, they're talking about Aquarius. Whenever you're talking about um, rushing waters, or fountain, or water-related things like that, they're talking about Aquarius. Because it is, or a baptism, for example, because... That's how you baptize someone, is you pour water out of a pitcher onto their head. That's basically what Aquarius is. It's a metaphor for that. <clears throat> then Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. And then Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. And it's also during the time you have the passing over. You have the Passover. The Jewish people celebrate the Passover every Aries, as Bible man would tell you. Um, and the Bible and- tells us that. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to continue if you keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that clip from OBDM, by the way. So just shout Did out. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I, I saw it. you on there. So I was like, I saw you on OBDM and I was like, well, I mean, if, if we're having Micah Dank on, I got to get the, the, and the Bible tells us that Alex Jones clip. And the Bible tells us that. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I love it. I really do. Um, <clears throat> so the Jewish people celebrate the Passover in Aries on Nisan 14 in the Jewish calendar. It's always in Aries. Um, the Passover for the Jews is when God passes over Egypt and kills all the firstborn children of Egypt, uh, which is the 10th plague and allows Moses to take the Jews out of Egypt. 
However, in astrology, it means something completely different. In, in astrotheology, the Passover is literally the sun passing over March 21st, which is the spring equinox, and the sun goes back on its way up to its height at the summer solstice. In Christianity, the passing over is changed, and it's called the resurrection of God's son. So there's two separate meanings, but it actually means the same thing. And um, the resurrection, or Easter, as everybody knows it as, is also in Aries, always. So you have two different religions, but they're basically saying the same thing. And it's why um, the Jewish people are the people of Aries. That's why they blow the ram's horn to the sky, because they're the people of Aries. That's when the Bible was written. That's when they were the people, as we are the people of Aquarius right now. They were the people of Aries. So Taurus is the bull. And when you look at the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know you need to put the plow on the bull on Earth. So you'd look in the sky, you'd see Taurus you know that it's time to plant, okay? So anytime you hear the word cow or calf or bull or ox or cattle, for example, they're talking about Taurus. Anytime you hear the word ram or lamb or sheep, you're talking about Aries. Now, Gemini is the twins. It's Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy, the story of Achilles. Then Cancer is the crab, and the crab is the sideways-moving creature. You know how, like, we walk... We walk diagonally or we walk straight, but we don't really shuffle from side to side like the crab does. The crab shuffles from side to side, and it's because that's what the sun actually does when it's in Cancer. What happens is starting on December 25th, the sun rises a degree on its axis every single day, and it'll continue to rise an additional degree every single day until it hits June 21st. Once it hits June 21st, it basically walks sideways for three days. It stays at that height, and then on June 25th, it lowers a degree, and continues to lower degree every day until it hits December 21st, which is the um, winter solstice, which is when the sun is at its lowest point. And it's the longest night of the year. The sun is at its lowest point. There's no day. Um, and then for three days, it stays at that height. So basically, when you're talking about that, on December 21st, that the sun was dead. And then what happened was, because the sun stayed dead for three days, technically, they used to say God's sun was dead for three days. The early Christians used to say that when they were known as Heliognostics, which is sun worshippers. And then what happens is on December 25th, which is why we celebrate that day as the birth of Jesus, we also celebrate that day as the birth of many other gods. Um, it's on December 25th, that's why. Okay? So then the next sign is Leo, who is basically the king, the lion, the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So when they're talking about the sun being in um, heaven on earth, or the sun being in its kingdom, they're talking about Leo, because that's the sun actually rules the planet. I mean, Would that the sun be why Aslan in like Chronicles of Narnia, why Aslan was chosen as the, the god character? The lion? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, because uh, if you know this, C.S. Lewis was a Christian, mm. and the lion represented Christ. Right. Yeah, okay. he was big fans with. Uh, he was big friends with. Uh, I think it was J.R.R. Tolkien, as well, and they used to just debate Christianity over and over again back <laughs> in uh, in England. Um, and it'd be great to be a fly a fly on the wall in those conversations. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. there are some. Uh, there are some works that have come out of both of them. But um, Virgo, so the next sign is Virgo, which is the woman holding the wheat stalk. 
So earlier, remember when I said that you plant in Taurus? Well, mm -hmm. by the time it hits Virgo, the virgins would go out and cultivate the wheat. That's why it's a virgin holding a wheat stalk. So anytime you hear barley or rice or bread or yeast or wheat, words of that nature, or young woman or virgin, they're talking about Virgo. Oats then and Libra wheats is and barley grow. Oats and wheats and barley grow. I remember that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. And the reason it's justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox, which is September 21st, which is always in Libra. Okay. It, it passes the same way that we celebrate its rise as the Passover in March or uh, yeah, March 21st is the same way that we, um, I wouldn't say celebrate. Well, the Jewish people have the new year around then too, but, um, Basically, it judges God's son. So first we celebrate it rising, and then it's basically being punished as it's sent into descent, into winter, into cold, into death. Um, so basically in Libra, you have justice, judgment, judging the just one, um, law, tax, marriage, things of that nature that have to do with law. Um, that's all Libra. And uh, it's also wine season in Libra. If you've ever been to a vineyard, uh, the wine, the the vineyards are completely lush in uh, Libra. So Libra is wine season. So anytime you hear, amongst what I just told you about Libra with the judgment and everything, whenever you hear wine or vineyard or grape or things of that nature or wine press, they're talking about Libra. Libra is also olive in the season. New Testament, especially. Okay, yeah. so. Basically, anytime you hear about like Jesus going to the Mount of Olives, that's mm -hmm. a metaphor for uh, Libra. Right. So you have the bread in Virgo and you have the wine in Libra, the bread and the wine. Those are the symbols of Christianity. Then Scorpio is the scorpion and he's the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. And it's why the mafia has the kiss of death. That's why they adopted that phrase, the kiss mm -hmm. of death, because that's what it comes from. The ancient scorpion used to bite you. And it would leave an imprint in your skin that looked like a pair of lips, but it was full of poison. So that was known as the uh, betrayal. Okay, it's a metaphor. So basically, it's also why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss, because Judas represents Scorpio. So the sun is judged in Libra and betrayed in Scorpio. And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun, finally killing him. Um, and I went over December 21st and what that means. And December 21st means the death. So anytime you're talking about the death, you're talking about Sagittarius. And then finally, you have Capricorn, which is the goat, because the zodiac wheel starts at the bottom uh, with Capricorn. And what happens is, if you imagine the sun climbing a degree a day along the zodiac wheel, it starts the metaphorical climb up the mountain, just like the goat climbs up the mountain. So those are the 12 signs. Do, we have any, do you have any questions or anything, or any Alex Jones clips we could play? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not really so far other than, um, oh, shoot, I just realized I was muted. No, I don't have any questions so far other than I'm a, uh, I'm a Taurus. So you're a Taurus. Yeah. Okay. So do you believe that like the outside of metaphors, which are, are clearly existent in the Bible and clearly existent throughout a lot of things? Um, I mean, a lot of my friends believe that the date you were born kind of determines a part of your personality like do you think that's true oh 100 percent. you got to get okay. your birth chart right 100 uh, right. the bible tells us that 
um, you have names for Jesus, right? So my the thing is, is that Jesus is the son of God, not the son, not his biological son. He's the sun in the sky. It's solar worship. The original Christians were known as Heliognostics, and Helios means sun in Greek, and Gnosis means knowing in... Um, it means knowing, sun knowers, sun worshippers. I've always been but fascinated with the Gnostics. Gnostics. Yeah. Oh, I go into the Gnostic texts too, but I don't think we'll have time for that. Maybe we'll do it another time. Um, but if you have names for Jesus, so when the sun is in Capricorn, which is the sign of the goat, Jesus is known as the scapegoat of Israel. When the sun is in the man sign, Aquarius, he's known as the son of man. When the sun is in Pisces, he's known as the fisherman of men, and it's also why he feeds the masses with two fish. In the, when the sun is in Aries, he's known as the Lamb of God. When the sun is in Leo, he's known as the Lion of Judah. The lady holding the stalk of wheat, Virgo, he's born of a virgin, and he's called the Bread of Life. Libra is the scales of justice. He's known as the Just One. It's why he's betrayed in Scorpio, dies in Sagittarius, and it's also why he's worshipped on the Sun Day. Oh, wow. Okay. The yeah. Jewish people worship, the, their <clears throat> their ancient goes back to um, Saturn worship. Okay. So, I'm going to ring the bell for that. Yeah, okay. I want to hear some about Saturn worship for sure. Yeah. So they, um, they it goes back to Saturn worship. That's why they worship on the Saturn day or the Saturday. Okay. That's why their day of rest <laughs> is the Saturday. Yeah. yeah. That's why their day of rest is the Saturday. Um Saturn used to be different. Saturn used to be a lot closer, and Saturn used to be it used to be known as the black, uh, the black planet. Okay, it used to be the black cube. Black cube. Okay, yeah. you ever see yeah. you ever see the the Jewish people wearing the black cube on their foreheads when they pray? Yeah, and there's actual literal black cubes at uh, Mecca, the Vatican, all these weird places. Yep, yep, in Mecca too. Yeah, it's all Saturn worship. Saturn mm. worship. It's also why women wear ear rings, rings for Saturn, because they were told to listen to their god. Oh so they god. had to listen to their god. It's also why you wear wedding rings because you make a promise in front of God in front of Saturn. Holy shit. So I'm so unbeknownst to me because I'm wearing a wedding ring right now, I'm a part of Saturn worship. Right. Well, you are too when you graduate high school or college. You wear the uh the 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 mortar box on the head. You wear the black cube on your head. Holy it's shit. all Saturn worship. Well, mine was blue, so Still the same thing, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> Still the same thing. That's right. Thank God for the internet. Uh, love it when you play the wrong clip. But yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, man, okay, yeah, you got me really churning my noggin now because I've always thought Saturn worship was a huge, I mean, it's clearly a big thing, but you've just pointed out three examples of how I've been a part of it unbeknownst. Yep. Absolutely. It's only recent that men would start wearing earrings too, believe it or not. Well, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've never worn one, but yeah. Uh, if you wear one, what is it? If which ear is it that means it's a sign that you're gay? Is it the left or the right? It's your right ear. It's your right, right ear. ear. Okay. Right. If you notice that the genie in Aladdin had an earring in his right ear. Robin Williams. In Aladdin, and I'm pretty sure Robin Williams was bisexual too. I think he might have done that on purpose. But that you're talking about and I read the Aladdin. You're, there was the new Aladdin where Will Smith played the genie, but you're talking no, about not the, that cartoon, not, not the cartoon. The cartoon where yeah. Robin Williams played the genie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and Robin Williams is bisexual. I think he did that on purpose. 
I bet and I'm pretty sure I read cult, somewhere. I bet there's a I lot read of cool symbolism that, in in the uh, original Aladdin Disney movie. I read somewhere that they based they based uh, they based Aladdin himself off of Tom Cruise. Like if you look <laughs> at him, he kind of has that look. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I could see that. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that now. Yes. Wow. All right. So now that I've told you the twelve signs, we're gonna start decoding some phrases. Okay. Word. Let's do it. Have you have you heard of the phrase <clears throat> "Pride comes before the fall"? Yeah. Oh yeah. So what does Bible man tell you that that means? <laughs> I I don't know, man. I haven't seen Bible man since I was like seven years old. I just pulled right, some no, okay. clips for it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, fair enough. The pride fair comes enough. before oh. the fall. I'm assuming pride isn't that a term regarding lions. Yes, that's well. Pride comes before the fall. Basically, says that your ego will be your downfall. Right. You know, if you become too prideful, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a group of yeah. lions is actually called the pride. Pride is the lion. Lion is the sign Leo. Leo is in July, August. That comes right before the fall. The season mm. of the fall. Oh, so it's literally before the fall. Oh, wow. Okay, yep. yeah. <clears throat> okay, in Micah 5.2, which is my namesake, he says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Okay, so what he's saying is that the Savior is going to come from Bethlehem. In Hebrew, the word Bethlehem is a combination of two words. It's bet, which means house, and lechem, which means bread. So they're saying the house of bread. Well, I just got finished explaining to you the house of bread is Virgo. Each zodiac sign is called a house, like the house of Aquarius, the house of Virgo. So it's the house of bread. This is Virgo with the wheat stalk, the virgin. So the metaphor here is they're saying that the Savior will come from a virgin in Hebrew. You see how that works? Okay, yeah. So I'm so, going to read you this one. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Go on. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I'll save my I'm going to read you this. I'm going to read you this one from Deuteronomy. Okay. Now I've already told you what the signs mean. So I need you to count how many signs you see in this one passage. Okay. All right. <clears throat> he gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky ground. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. So you see how many encoded statements they have in there? There was at least six, right? I might have lost count. Mm -hmm. Yep. Was there's I at close? least six in that one? Yeah. In that one little passage. How so wait, just... I was right about six? Yeah. Oh. Well, I am pretty just... smart, yay. Two, three, four, five, six. Oh, no, seven, sorry. Ah, oh, shit. Sorry, it's okay. Well, um, I got at least... But here's... <laughs> you forgot olive oil. Olive oil is Libra. But here's the I two am that when you didn't I am catch. when I eat me spinach. That's what, uh, when I think olive oil, I think Popeye, right? Yeah. Yeah. He gave them honey from the cliffs. In the sign Cancer, there's a group of stars called the Beehive Cluster. It's an asterism. It's a small knit group of stars. So that's where the honey comes from. Then he says he gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. Well, that comes from the Milky Way galaxy, okay, whose center is in Sagittarius. So the honey from the cliffs in Cancer... And, and Milky Way and Sagittarius, from your land from Cancer to Sagittarius in the Zodiac Wheel, that is the actual land of milk and honey. Shit. 
So it's not a literal place. It's all a metaphor for the stars. So uh, not to not to stop you while you're on a roll, but just one question: How much of the Bible is actually metaphor, and how much would you say should be taken literally? I don't. You shouldn't take any of it literally. Not any of it. I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say you should take any of it literally. I would say if you if you want to read it as a literal text, then just pick the good things out of it. Because you got to remember, these were also written by people. You see, the thing is, is that this is encoded metaphors. So when you read it literally, it's not always going to make sense because what makes sense is the metaphors, okay? Right. And the and the hidden similes and everything. So one's got to give. Either the metaphors are going to come out weird. You can't have a perfect text and perfect undertone on the text, okay? So that's why the Bible reads weird, like the talking donkey and the talking snake and this, that, and the other thing. It's not meant to be taken literally. This well, is all I mean, star if you stuff. take enough mushrooms, you probably could have a donkey or a snake talk to you easily. Yeah, actually, that's true. I actually just got off a podcast with some other people, uh, and they were just talking about their mushroom trips. Yeah, I, I did the Book of Revelation. See, like, and and uh, wasn't it John wrote the Book of Revelations, right? He's accredited. Yeah, so, like, if he was actually, you know, starving and sick and hallucinating on that island or where, wherever he was shipwrecked or whatever, maybe I'm getting my stories mixed up, but it seems like he could have actually had some kind of psychedelic breakthrough. And the Book of Revelation. Well, that's what mana is. That's yeah, what mana, mana is. Mana is the mushrooms, right? But yeah, it seems like uh, the Book yeah. of Revelations could be a. I mean, the prophecy is being fulfilled, right? We have. He talks about. All kinds of things, but the main one that always comes to mind for me, there's tons of examples of things that have come or are seeming to come true. But the main one for me is the mark on your right hand or forehead that you can't buy or sell without and the global government that they talk about, a one world kingdom. It seems like uh -huh. that's coming to fruition. So I would say well, But you like, gotta understand you gotta understand something, and I'll do the right. book of Revelation with you okay. right now. Um, I'll do the book of Revelation with you. You'll see it's nothing but star poetry too. See, what people do is the ancients wrote this and they encoded all these metaphors. That's what the book is. It's an encoded metaphor for astrology. That's what the Bible is. Okay. I've done the Bible. I've, I'm working on the Quran. I've done the Enuma Elish, which is the Babylonian creation story. This is how they're all written. They're all written with this code that I've given you, the 12 signs and what to look for in them. You think the Eastern but, traditions, Bible, uh, holy texts are like that too? Like uh I haven't looked at them yet, to be honest with you, but there are some influences. I would guess that they probably are even more so, maybe, like mm -hmm. the Hindu texts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll switch this up a little bit. What I'll do is I will read you a couple more, and then we'll just jump right into Revelation, and I'll show you how it's decoded. Word. Okay? So we have the Mount of Olives. Jesus led the cycle to the Mount of Olives. Okay, do you remember this? Um, is this where... I might be get I might get it mixed up with a fig tree, but uh, he Mount of Olives. Yeah, I mean yeah. I remember it from Sunday school, but I don't remember the details. So, so Jesus led his disciples to the Mount of Olives after his last Passover, so that he could teach them a few more things, pray, and then wait for Judas to betray him. Right. While walking to the Mount of Olives, he gave the parable of the true vine. Passover takes place in Aries. Okay. We're right after that, he walks to the Mount of Olives. Olives are Libra, okay? Those are opposing signs on the Zodiac Wheel. So it's a clear line, and they clearly put it in there. They're in Libra now. 
They are waiting for Judas to betray him, which happens in the next sign over, Scorpio. So you cross the wheel, and then you go to the next one over. While in Libra, he gave the parable of the true vine, or vineyard, like I mentioned, which has to do with Libra. You see how this works? So, so it intentionally, like, does that mean, well, there's two ways I guess you could look at this. Does that mean these stories never happened and they're all metaphors for the Zodiac wheel and the Zodiac signs? Or does it mean yes. that they really happened and they just it just goes to show how history over and over again lines up with these predetermined Zodiac signs? No, it's the first one. None of these things happened. You'll never find like the bones of Solomon, for, for example. You'll never find Solomon's bones. You'll only find mentions of Solomon. Do you know what Solomon is? King well, he Solomon. was the king that had like 3,000 wives and built the golden temple, right? Right, but he wasn't real. Solomon is a combination of three words. Sol, which means sun in Latin. Om, which is Om, which is the sun in Buddhism. Right. And On, O-N, which is the Greek city of light, Heliopolis. That's why when you go into a room, you have to turn the lights on because it's the city of light. It's the light. So okay, you would so argue. Sol, om, sorry, go ahead. Sol, Om, On is three words for the sun. Because it's all, it all, they're all sun metaphors. So you're, you would argue that not only Solomon didn't exist, but Jesus himself didn't exist? Correct. See, I, what, what if, is it, and just follow me here, I might be totally off base, but what if a lot of this historical stuff in the Bible, like they, they tried to disprove that Babylon ever existed and then ended up digging it up and finding it was a real place. So some of the stuff the Bible talked about was real cities, real people. Um, I don't know about the real people, but real cities, I would give you. Yeah. So what if, what if just for the sake of argument, a lot of this stuff in the Bible and other ancient texts was real and yet correlates to these Zodiac signs and the Zodiac wheel and all this astrology because the universe works in such a way that every instance and every person and every interaction throughout history follows along the cycle of the Zodiac wheel. No, I don't think it's it's like that because there's plenty of instances where it's not like that. And the Bible tells us that. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, it was worth a shot at least. Yeah, I'm telling. This is gonna. Let me read you a longer passage. I'll read you one from Job. Okay. okay. Job was you a remember sad the book. book of Job? You remember Job? Yeah, he uh, he was like, God was like, Job loves me so much. And then the devil was like, uh, Well, I bet Job won't love you when I fuck his shit up. <laughs> and then. Job, and then God was like, okay, fuck his shit up, and Job still loved him. Yep, that's basically what it was. But what I'm going to do is, do you remember at one point, Job screams out for God? He yeah. calls out to him, mm -hmm. and God actually replies to him. So what I'm going to read you is God's reply to Job, and I'm going to show you how it's all astrology. Let's okay. Job 38.32, he says, can you lead for... Hold on a sec. You got a chopper flying overhead? They're on to you, man. Yep. They're on to you. I'm going to go to break. We're going to come back. I'm going to go to break. I'm going to come back, but, 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 but first. Dude, they're coming to you. What the heck's going on around here? What the fuck's going on? What the heck's going on around here? All right, I think we're good. 
<laughs> I live by an airport. I know how it goes. All right. So, Job thirty-eight, thirty-two. He says, "Can you lead forth God?" This is God talking. God says, "Can you lead forth the Maseroth?" The Maseroth is the zodiac. It literally translates to the zodiac. So when he says, "Do you understand the zodiac?" He's saying, "Do you understand the zodiac?" Maseroth over time becomes Mazalot, which survives in Judaism today as Mazel Tov, which is good luck or good fortunes from the stars. Oh, so what is the Lord's challenge to Job too? He says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are obvious um, star references, right? Yeah. No, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then he says, can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? The constellations are the zodiac above. And the bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the Great Bear, and Ursa Minor, part of the Big Dipper. Then he says, who can tip over the water jars of heavens? That's Aquarius. Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? That's Leo. Who provides food for the raven? That's the constellation Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch where the doe bears her fawn? That's Mriga, which means deer and is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkey go free? That's Acellus Borealis, which means donkey and is located in Cancer. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's Taurus. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's Lambda Achille or Al Thaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. Do you give the horse its strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. That's Sagittarius with the bow and arrow. Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? That's Aquila, which is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Finally, he says, can you pull in Levethian with a fish hook? And everybody, you know that Levethian was the ancient fish god, so that's Pisces. So this is his response to Job. It's just basically Does Levethian predate Poseidon? Does Levethian predate what? Poseidon. Ooh. Because Poseidon was uh, like the, the mermaid god or whatever, the god of the ocean. Yeah, I, I would from, imagine. I would imagine Levethian does. Yeah, because like Leviathan or Levethian or however you pronounce it. And then uh, what was the other one from, uh, I guess it was Job and, and the Book of Enoch Mithra. and a couple other books. They talk about uh, Behemoth. Yeah. It's like all these. It's If you take it literally, it's kind of proof that man and dinosaur walked on the earth at the same time. But if you take it metaphorically, it's still kind of weird because how would they know to talk about like giant lizards the size of um, like with legs as thick as cedar trees if man and dinosaur never walked on Earth at the same time? I could see that argument, but there's a lot of dinosaur references yet. in the Bible. Right. Well, dinosaurs weren't discovered until the 1800s. Yeah, and even that's sketchy because they were faking, the paleontologists were faking dinosaur bones throughout the discoveries. There was the whole war, like the gold rush of dinosaur bones. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I think it was the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Just because they, just because they knew they were ancient monsters doesn't prove that it's literally real, though. Well, I'm not saying dragons are real, but it seems like... Um, if they were talking about 
behemoth and Leviathan and these other giant uh, dinosaur creatures, they must have seen them back then, right? Unless they just imagined it. Let's talk about the dragon for a second. Yeah. Okay. Revelation 12. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain, and she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon, and seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. So a woman clothed with the sun is the sun metaphorically in Virgo. Okay? Now, the sun spends two hours a day in each sign. There's 12 signs. That gives us her 24-hour clock. So the sun is in each sign for two hours a day. If the sun is in Virgo, that's roughly 4 p.m. Okay, so if the sun is in Virgo at 4 p.m., the sun is still out during the day, the moon would be at her feet because the moon wouldn't be out. Make sense so far? Yeah. Okay, so another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. Have you heard of the constellation Draco before? Heard of it, but don't know anything about it other than that. Other than Draco is the dragon. Draco is the dragon. Its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four-twelfths of the signs or one-third of the stars out of the sky. Oh, see, the way I've always read that is there's going to be, like, asteroid strikes because the stars fell from the heavens. Like, you hear about wormwood no. that comes from the heavens and poisons a third of the waters. Revelation. Yeah, you were, you were deep into that. Yeah, I take, the, I take it pretty literally, a lot of the Bible. Even though I'm not, like, a Bible thumping bible believing christian i do like revelations is something that i've really looked into a lot all right so then let's go over it shall we let's do it i'm excited let me just pull it up real quick because it was the bible tells us that It's like, to me revelations is a fascinating look into um I mean, it's startling some of the stuff that's that's going on. Like the, you know, the sick mark of the beast was six six six, and then you realize that Bill Gates with MIT patented the uh, quantum dat tattoo to track your vaccination records, and IBM along with them, and it's zero six zero six zero six is the patent number and shit like that. You're like, what the hell's going on? Are they just trolling us because they know we're reading Revelations? Like, that's what they're, they're doing. They're that's trolling. exactly what they're doing. They're trolling us. That's exactly what they're doing. It's because the book of Revelation is exactly laid out. So it would be easier. It's not saying that prophecy comes true. They could make it come true. They could definitely do that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a Occam's Razor says that's the case, but then like they're really fucking with us if that's the like they're really trying to fuck with us if if it's like either the prophecy was actually accurate or the more likely explanation is they know about the prophecy and they just want to fuck with Christians. Yep. Yeah. So John's vision of Christ. You want me to start? Yeah, go for it. I turned around to see a voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man. Okay? The son of man is the sign of the man, which is Aquarius, as I mentioned. Dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. Okay? So it's the son of man with a golden sash around his chest. So they're saying the sun is in Aquarius. The golden sash. Make sense? Yeah. The hair on his head was white like wool, or Aries, the ram. And his eyes were like a blazing fire. Now they're talking about the sun in Aries. 
His feet were like a bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. Again, you're talking about Aquarius, as I mentioned, rushing waters or fountain or things of that level. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. You know what the seven stars are? I know seven is like a highly holy number in the Bible, but I don't know what the seven stars are necessarily. Have you heard of the Pleiades? Yeah, yeah. And there's the That's Pleiadians. The seven stars. Yeah, the seven stars are known as the seven sisters, the Pleiades. Oh, okay. 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 Revelation 4, 7. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. I mean, look so at that first... face. <laughs> the first living creature was like a lion. That's Leo. The second was like an ox, that's Taurus. The third had a face like a man, that's Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying eagle. In astrology, the scorpion, the Scorpio, I should say, Scorpio, the scorpion, um, is the belly-crawling creature. It's the lowest form of life on Earth. However, its evolved form in astrology is the eagle. So, America. you have Lion Leo... Ox Taurus, face like a man Aquarius, flying eagle Scorpio. Those are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. You know, you've heard of fixed signs, mutable signs, mm -hmm. cardinal signs. They're the four fixed signs. What happens is when you take the zodiac wheel and you connect the solstices with the equinox, it makes a perfect cross. That's the cross of God's son that he lives and dies on. Okay? This makes an X through the cross. So it's a perfect celestial alignment. Wow, okay. All right, I'm with you. Revelation 5.5. 5. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. This mentions Jesus Christ, the sun god, also the lion of Judah in Leo. Remember how I mentioned the lion of Judah? When the right. sun is in Leo, he's the lion of Judah. Okay. I watched as Revelation 6 1. I watched as the Lamb opens the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come. The Lamb of God. <clears throat> the Son has opened the first seal while in Aries. Now, do you know why the first seal has to be opened in Aries? Um, now tell me. The first seal <clears throat> has to be opened in Aries because Aries is the beginning of the zodiac year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When you have September, October, November, December, Sept, Oct, Nov, Dec, okay, seven, eight, nine, ten, okay, that lines up when you start the year in Aries. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense because uh, Julius Caesar and uh, Augustus Caesar um, inserted themselves into the calendar and fucked shit up. Yeah, okay, so you think we're on the incorrect calendar right now? I think it serves its purpose. And it definitely. I have a friend who's obsessed with, um, like the big. He's into every conspiracy theory, but he and he's a flat earther. So take this with a grain of salt. But right. his he claims, like, that the biggest deception that ever happened was them putting us on the wrong calendar. It's possible, but who's to say the previous calendar was right? Exactly. You know that the uh, Ethiopians Ethiopians have 13 months in their calendar currently. 
currently Ethiopians have 13 car 13 months. And Ethiopia supposedly has the Ark of the Covenant. It's what uh yeah. supposedly did you read the story about like 75 people tried to raid it and got murdered? Yeah, or got killed by the Ark. I know Graham Hancock was big into that early on in his career. Right. No, this recently happened. Oh shit, really? This, ha this in Yeah, Ethiopia? this happened recently. In Ethiopia, yeah, they have they have a guard of the Ark of the Covenant. So the, the guard killed him, or the Ark killed him, like Indiana Jones face melting style. I have no, I, I have no idea. Probably, <laughs> probably the guards. To be uh, honest with you, well, that's not as fun. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they have 12 months of 30 days and one month of five days, and their New Year is on September 11th. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, September 11th is a big cult day. Well, that goes back to Virgo. That's Virgo. Okay? And Virgo started the previous celestial year. Yeah. See, in the Zodiac, Aries starts the year. But previous cultures, Virgo started the year because that was the harvest festival. That's Virgo the wheat. That's when you go out and you harvest for the bread. Right. Okay, so I have a question. Um, if the Bible is... And you have laid out a really compelling argument, and I'm sure you'll have even more convincing points coming up. But if the Bible is all metaphor and and uh, just different in, um, tips and tricks to understand the zodiac calendar, what how, like how can that be applied to my day to day life and the decisions I make? It can't. It can't. This was ancient. You have to understand the ancients. Okay, they used to be in the food chain. Okay, they, they, it's a war. if we had to restart global civilization back to normal, right. back to like like in, in caves and stuff, hunting and gathering because of a nuclear holocaust or something of that nature, finding God would be low on that list. Okay, what we would need to do is we would need to know how to clothe ourselves. We would you know which berries are poisonous. We would need to know when winter is coming, when the sun is going down because all the animals would come out. We'd need to know when to hunt. We, there's a million things we would need to know before then. This puts it all in place. This this is a star map. It's an encoded star map. What do you do with sacred knowledge? Okay, elites hoard it, okay? And they pervert it and they give us like a, a shifty version of it. Right. Okay, that's what this is. There's no there's no practical um, use other than understanding your celestial system. Because I like I do believe in God. But if you look at the sun, it tells the hour of the day, the moon tells the day of the month, and the zodiac tells the month of the year. It's a perfect calendar that was put in place for us. You know, I, I have that's that to me that's that's proof. So what do I yeah, I mean I there's I think you have to have your head in the sand pretty hard to be to not believe in some kind of intelligent design. I'd agree with you there. But like so what if all if what you're saying is uh, accurate, and I'm not saying if it is or isn't, um, but you do lay out a compelling argument. There's, you're saying there's no practical application of any of the scripture for my life, other than I'm like, saying parables. I'm saying is if you want to live right by it, take the good, take the good out of it. Right. Okay, because you you're 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 entering the mindset of people that wrote this four to six thousand years ago. Right. Okay, so they, they, they had a long way to go. Yeah, and they you know didn't why? even figure out proper uh, irrigation and drainage. Thank God for the internet. It was all poop water, man. Yep. It's like, like, these people were literally drinking their own shit water. So I, I, I get 
I get the uh, I get that like we can't take what they say seriously because they. But I mean, going far back, do you believe like the in the theory that like not necessarily Atlantis, but advanced civilizations like that, like the pyramids, might be? Of course, we got we're we're cyclical. We're we're cyclical creatures, right? What you'll find is that what you'll find when you really start to get into the deep stuff is that every twelve thousand years or so, there's like a cataclysmic event that like sets us back a little bit. Yeah, it's the original Great Reset. Yeah. So, like, there could have been advanced technology, like, every, you know, every civilization has a global flood, or every religion and civilization has a global flood story. Like, Tower of Babel, Atlantis, there's all these stories of, like, super, and we see evidence of it with the pyramids and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think, and and with all that in mind, there have to be certain ancient texts that were at least passed down through oral tradition of ancient wisdom in ancient history. Absolutely, but this is how they did it. They were just much better with metaphors. Right, okay. So, Revelation 6-2, and I looked, and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow. That's Sagittarius, the man with the bow and the arrow. That's just open. Then I heard Revelation 6-6. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying two pounds of wheat for a day's wages and six pounds of barley for a day's wages and do not damage the oil and the wine. I went over this. The wheat and the barley is Virgo because that's when you harvest it. And do not damage the oil and the wine. Olives is Libra. Wine is Libra. These are connecting signs. You have Virgo and then Libra. They're back to back. So do you think they... And of course, this has been translated through... Uh, not from the original language, but do you think they were intentionally being cryptic with a lot of this stuff to hide it 100%. from certain authorities? It's not not from certain authorities to hide it from the pa- the masses. Oh, to hide it from the masses. Let me read you something real quick. Yeah, give me Alex Jones right now. I have to pull it up. Oh well, actually, I gotta take a piss real bad, so I'm gonna go to break. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna go to break. We're gonna come back. Is it cool if I go? Take a leak real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm (laughs) going to go too. I'll be right back. Books of the Bible. Ready? Go! Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. I want to tell you the truth about the book of Ruth. On to 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, and all those things lead to Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and Job. I want to go to heaven in a righteous robe. Singing Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Solomon's Song, and the prophets are these. Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Jay's Lament. Ezekiel, and Daniel, to the lion's went. Hosea, Joel, and Amos's tale. Obadiah, Jonah, in the belly of the whale. Micah, Nahum, and Habakkuk's cry Zephaniah, Haggai, then Zechariah The last Old Testament books are real But Malachi points to a brand new deal Matthew, Mark, 
Luke and John, the story of Jesus, and then move on to Acts and the letters of Paul, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, all Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and move on to First and Second Thessalonians, First Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, and James. Two books from Peter and John's, all three. Jude, the dude, and Revelation. You'll see that these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. In his grace receive <laughs> uh dude i played like eight different uh books of the bible songs while i was waiting on you to uh like in the pre-stream before you got here so the you people, were asking the people me in the before. chat liked it the people in the chat thought it was lit it is freaking lit but i'm embarrassed um <laughs> i can't i can't make, i can't make you out though like you seem to be playing all these like goofy christian stuff you you take some of the bible literally but you also kind of agree with me on some things like i'm trying to figure you out and i can't get a good grasp on it uh well that works because i can't figure myself out either i don't know what i believe gotcha all right well you asked me before what the purpose i'm troubled was. i'm troubled in man if jesus don't help me i surely will die sorry go okay um whatchamacallit, you asked me before about the, um, what did you ask me? You asked me why people would encode things or what the purpose of it would be. So far, from what I've shown you, would you at least agree that there is encoded astrology? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering what the purpose of it is. All right. I'm going to read you the Roman Catholic Catechism 2116. Okay. Do you know what the catechisms are? Uh, not well enough to tell you what it is. I just know it in passing. Okay, good. That's good enough. <clears throat> 2116. All forms of divination are to be rejected, recourse to Satan or demons, conjuring up the dead or other falsely or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to medium all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and the last analysis are the human beings as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. So you see here how you agree that the coded astrology, meanwhile the, uh, the church will flat out tell you that there is none? And that you shouldn't look into that because that well, stuff I've, is evil. Yeah, and I've always been skeptical of the quote-unquote Holy Bible and why they, why the Roman Catholic Church decided to pick sixty-six books. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and they like the Vatican's obviously satanic. I, yeah, I mean, I don't trust the uh, why they leave out the Book of Enoch, even though other book, other books quote the Book of Enoch as historical texts. Well, I've, a lot of I've decoded, I've decoded the Book of Enoch with astrology. You know, I could finish up, I could finish up Revelation, or if you see where this is going with Revelation, I could start with this, with the Enoch. I mean, it's up to you. I don't know how much. It doesn't matter. Got. I guess if you, uh, I mean, we can go for, I mean, we can go for another half hour, forty five minutes if you want. It don't matter to me. But I'm wondering, just to, if you want to wrap up Revelation, go to Enoch. I'd be fascinated to hear about Enoch. But what? So what's if you had to like put Revelation in a nutshell? I guess you would say it's not a prophecy; it's symbolism. Yep. So, but but in symbolism, would you say that history tends to repeat itself? So, in a way, a lot of it is prophecy. No, I don't think I don't I don't I don't think it's prophecy. What it is is 
It's an encoded astrology book that people take as holy as the word of God, which it's not. And what people do is the elites mold events around what they have in the Bible in order to get everyone to start talking about it. Because huh. that's all it does is it just gets Twitter fingers and, and, and Facebook messages about, oh, did you see Lucifer rays and this, that, and the other thing without them even knowing what Lucifer really is. Lucifer you know, it's, is it's, the uh, satellite that the Vatican funded for NASA, right? Or not satellite, I'm well, sorry, telescope. Telescope. It is a telescope, yeah, but do you know what Lucifer actually is? Uh, the, a being of light? Fallen angel? He's the light He's the light bringer. Okay, Genesis 1-3. God said, let there be light. How, how is there going to be light without the light bringer? So yeah. right away, Lucifer is mentioned in the Bible, if not by name, then by action. And then but in Lucifer's the Gnostic faith takes uh, the serpent, giving them the knowledge of good and evil as like the liberation uh, bringer too, right? Or the light bringer. Right. But Lucifer is also the morning star, right? That's his name. The morning star. Do you know what the morning star is? Uh, is that kind of like morning sickness? No, the morning star is Venus, the planet Venus. See, what happens is the sun rises every day. And, and right when it's like dusk, right before the sun comes up and it's just like illuminating the sky blue, which is just a When you connect those five points, you get the pentagram. That's where that comes I, from. I lost you for a second real quick. Um, you, you said uh, before you got to the connect the five points, my shit crapped out for a second. Um, yeah, sorry, but when, you can, when, when you connect the five points, you get the pentagram. Okay, so it's just what it is. is it's a, it's a it's celestial thing that's been made real, inverted and perverted, and forced down everybody's throat. Where the word Satan doesn't even mean anything. In, in Hebrew, the word Satan is Hashatan, and that means adversary. So two basketball teams playing each other are Satans to one another. That's all Satan is. Satan is not a, a red devil. In fact, the earliest depictions of Satan, you know, a thousand years ago, he was blue. He wasn't even red. Mm. Well, I, I'll, I've always argued that the soy-based food product Satan is more Satanic than Lucifer, but... I've, I mean, going along with what you said, I've heard a lot of people argue that the pentagram is a holy symbol and we have been brainwashed into thinking it's something evil. Um, yep. That might be a bridge too far for me unless you can maybe convince me before we get into Enoch. I don't know. Uh, no, I can't convince you. I could just tell you what the pentagram is. Okay, yeah. It was inverted, it was inverted in the 1800s by Eliphas Levi, who was an occultist, uh, to put the pentagram down, face down. But the pentagram faced up is is the um, that's the revolution of Venus and Earth around the sun within a year's time. When you go back far enough, it's all astrology. When you go back far enough, that's what I'm, that's what my point is. So what are they trying to tell us? They're not trying to tell us anything. They just stored this information. They just stored this information and then they wrote a book to, to, to control people. Damn. Well, that's kind of a bummer. It's been working. 
<laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Let me put it to you this way. Let me Do you think most religious way. texts fall under that same category? Oh, yeah. Let me put it to you this way. In the Egyptian time frame, okay, they were the people of Taurus. And if you look at hieroglyphs, they have plenty of pictures of bulls with the sun between their eyes. They tell you that they used to worship the bull in Taurus. In fact, the Jewish people were in the age of Taurus, but their age was Aries. Okay, Moses goes to the mountaintop to get the Ten Commandments. And do you remember what he sees when he comes down? Them worshiping a golden calf. Exactly. Now, what is more realistic to you? Okay. These nomadic Jews who just left Egypt, okay, have all this gold and wealth on them and they're just carrying it in the desert. Then they find welding equipment and build a giant gold statue to worship. Or gold is the sun and the calf is Taurus and they're worshiping the sun in Taurus. They were worshiping the wrong time period. I told you the Jews were the people of Aries. Okay, they're supposed to worship the ram. That's why they blow so the ram. So you're telling me there's not over. caves around the world where Jews hide their gold? No. Ah, well, I do love Jews. Jews I love Jews! Um, okay, so and I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, the, I mean, the, I'm not... I'm not. I'm, I don't disagree with you, but I don't agree with you. If that makes sense, like I'm, I'm, I'm open to this, all this stuff, but I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's so outside of most, uh, most things I've heard from either side of the argument. You're in like a whole different spectrum, but a lot, everything you're saying makes sense. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, okay. So you want to get into Enoch before we wrap up? Yeah, let's do that. We're. I love the I love Enoch and I love the Gospel of Thomas and all the kind of forbidden books of the Bible. There's uh, Enoch had um, had a lot of weird stuff about the Nephilim and all that too, if I remember right. The Book of Enoch, <clears throat> Chapter Two, One. Observe ye everything that takes place in the heaven, how they do not change their orbits, and the luminaries which are in the heaven, how they all rise and set in order, each in their season, and transgress not against their appointed order. And that makes sense, right? They would notice that. You would never go from Aquarius to Aries. You go Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, right? They're telling you that they don't change their orbits. Everything is fixed, right? Right. Chapter 8-2. Samjaza taught enchantments. Armoros, the resolving of enchantments. Barakiel taught astrology. Kokabel, the constellations. Ezekiel, the knowledge of the clouds. Sariel, the course of the moon. So they're openly telling you about this, that they're teaching people this. Right? Right. I'm so if if this stuff is all put out in the open uh, you know, encoded or not, that would imply that this is what, like a lot of this stuff that gets put out in mainstream religious texts that gets pushed on the masses, that would imply that there are much deeper uh, secretive schools that really talk about the real shit? Like the real astrology? I think, I think the Pope knows the deal. 
At least the Black Pope knows the deal. The Black Pope. Ooh, yeah, okay. If When I bring up the Black Pope to people, they don't know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah. I mean, the my new Pope's just a... I, my second book that I wrote is about uh, what happens when the Black Pope actually becomes the actual Pope. It kind of metaphorically... It... So, By the Francis way, real quick, uh, uh, where can people find your books? Because I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, I'm on Amazon. Uh, I might as well plug right now. I'm on yeah. Amazon, all my books. I have a six-book publishing deal, and my publisher just released book five eight days ago. And uh, I'm on Amazon. The series is called Into the Rabbit Hole, okay, by Micah Dank. However, if you guys don't want to give money to Bezos and you want to get signed copies direct from me, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Micah Dank. I have a Facebook group called Micah Dank into the rabbit hole. I'm on Twitter at real Mr. Dank. If you guys want to reach out, friend me, follow me. If you reach out to me or if you follow me, I'll send you a message. A hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah. And send me whatever links you want for that. I'll put it in the show notes so people can check out your work and buy your books for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I didn't mean to derail you with that. Um, continue, continuing with uh, wherever you were at I'm, I lost a train of thought too. The Bible tells, the Bible us, that. tells us that. <laughs> Seventeen two, and they brought me to the place of darkness and to a mountain, the point of whose summit reached to heaven. They're talking about darkness, which is correlated to winter, so it's one of the winter months. And I saw the place of the luminaries and the treasuries of the stars and of the thunder, and in the uttermost depth, where were a fiery bow and arrow and their quiver. The man with the arrow and the quiver is Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is a winter month. So we know that's what they were talking about. And they took me to the living waters, 17.4, and to the fire of the west. Aquarius and Pisces are on the left side of the zodiac, therefore the west. The sun is now back into the winter, uh, water sign. Okay. 18.2. No, it's soda. Ah. I should have said beer, though. Now I'm regretting it. <laughs> would be a lot cooler if you did. I'm surprised you don't have that uh, audio. I uh, don't. As, yeah. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint. It's okay. So next is 1813. I saw there seven stars like great burning mountains, and to me when I inquired regarding them. The seven stars are known as the seven sisters, the Pleiades. 21.3. Again, and there I saw seven stars of the heaven bound together in it, like great mountains and burning with fire. Okay? 46.1. And there I saw one who had a head of days, and his head was white like wool. That's sheep, Aries. And with him was another being whose countenance had the appearance of man, of a man. 46.3. This is the son of man who hath righteousness. That's Aquarius. 48.1. And in that place I saw the fountain of righteousness. Remember fountain, Aquarius? And all the thirsty drank of them and were filled with wisdom. And at that hour the Son of Man was named. That's Aquarius again. 49.1. For wisdom is poured out like water. That's Aquarius. And he, 49.4. And he shall judge the secret things. Libra, the scales of justice. 51.4. 
And in those days shall the mountains leap like rams, Aries, and the hills shall also skip like lambs, Aries, satisfied with milk, the Milky Way galaxy. 56.5. That they may break forth as lions from their lairs, Leo, and as hungry wolves among their flock, the constellation Lupus, which means wolf. 56.7. But the city of my righteousness shall be a hindrance to their horses, that's Sagittarius. You see how it's the same stuff? Yeah, it seems like everything just, it's like a repeating of, like, what, why did it take, uh, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of pages to repeat the same type of archetypes over and over? What, like, what was the purpose? I guess is what I'm confused about. Because when you want someone to take something literally, you have to make sure you get all the information in it that you want in there. Also, because if you don't have the codex to decode the cipher, like I gave you, if you don't mm. have that, then it's all interpretive and you can just, it'll keep you busy discussing until you understand what they're really talking about. Yeah, arguing about the details like a parlor game to distract you from asking the real questions, I think is how Donald Sutherland put it. So, like what, so it's almost like Morse code. Um, like if you, like, if only the people that have Morse code, they can send out as many messages that, as they want and not worry to worry about it being intercepted. But who are they? Who are they nope. trying to get this this these hidden messages to? Um, I don't think they were trying to get it to anyone. It was just a matter of, or maybe they were. I don't know. It, to me, it's just a matter of population control. Okay, I'm listening. It's just a matter of population control because what it is is it just. It controls the masses in order to think because your natural instinct is to read something literally. Yeah. It's not to look for metaphors. Then the religious, what they think, they uncover the metaphors and the parables because Jesus always speaks in parables. So they spend time decoding that, which is the second area, not to realize there's a third decoding that could be done. You know, these, these Bibles are so layered. All these books are so layered. I don't have a good answer for you as why the Book of Enoch was removed. But I do know that probably just because they Gnostic wanted it to be sixty-six, they needed it to be a satanic number. Like, let's get rid of one of these. Well, satanic again. Say, yes, as people understand Satanism to be, but Satanism is not that. It's you not know, a Satanism bunch of drug blinking, drug blood drinking, drug blinking elites. No, real Satanism is about holding yourself accountable to all your actions and not blaming it on the devil or something. It's about holding yourself accountable and to live by tenements by which one um, can better themselves. It's really about, do you remember, you ever see The Devil's Advocate? I've heard the phrase, The Devil's Advocate. You never saw the movie? No. What's that about? There's a line in it where Pacino plays the devil and he says, I'm a humanist. And that's basically what it is. I think I've, I've at least seen clips of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says I'm a humanist, and that's what it basically is. It's I know I'm Satanism evil, is, but I try to Satan, be good. Satanism is about controlling your desires and doing right by people. See the the definition of Satanism I've always heard is it's like do what thou will in indulge in your desires. No, do what thou wilt. That's Aleister Crowley shit. That's do whatever you want. Have orgies. Do this. 
So you're not about, a Crowley fan, I take it. I mean, he's influenced some of my work, I'll tell you that much. Uh-oh. In my writings, in my, in my books, a little bit. Uh, my sixth book, specifically. But not... He definitely is interesting. Yeah. But he seemed evil. I could see that, but people think Blavatsky's evil, too. Yeah. I'm telling you, the, the one the one truth that you'll realize is that when you think you know something, the truth is, is that it's usually the opposite. Well, I, I agree with you there, 100%. What learned, they do is they, they, invert, they, they invert something and then they pervert it, is what they do. Inversion, perversion, yeah. So, 67, 60.7. And on that day were two monsters parted, a female monster named Levethian, to dwell in the abyss of the ocean over the fountains of water. They're talking about Pisces, the two fish, the two water monsters, and Aquarius, which is the fountain of water. 65.6. They have learnt all the secrets of the angels and all the violence of the Satans. Satans with an S. Multiple Satans. Okay? Uh. Alright? It's... A metaphor for adversary. Well, it's it's a translation for adversary. The secrets of the angels and all the violence of their adversaries. It makes more sense when you read it that way. Damn. Now here's here's a good one. It's the book of the courses of the heavenly luminaries. This is actually fun. Seventy-two three. And I saw six portals in which the sun rises and six portals in which the sun sets. The sun sits in each sign for two hours a day, making twelve signs twenty-four hour day. I mentioned that before. Seventy-two fourteen. On that day, the day becomes longer than the night, and the day becomes double the night, and the day becomes twelve parts, and this night is shortened to become six parts. They're talking about the summer solstice, June twenty-first, the longest day of the year. Seventy-two twenty. On that day, the day is equalized with the night and becomes of equal length. They're talking about the equinoxes. 72.26. And on that day, the night becomes longer and amounts to double of the day. That's the winter solstice. Okay? So this, in a certain way, this all just is basically a calendar, like a cosmic calendar. This is, it is the ultimate farmer's almanac. It tells Ooh, like you when that. to plant. It tells you when to plant. It tells you when to harvest. It tells you uh, when winter's coming. It tells you everything that you need to know. Because we take for granted that we have calendars, clocks, smartwatches, phones, everything. Right. They didn't have that. They had like sundials, and they could look at the sun, and and th- that's what they had. They had to. There was no light pollution too, so they were able to really see the stars and study them. Okay, I when I see this constellation, no light pollution thing, man. Yeah, when when you look up in the sky and you see Taurus, you see the bull. You know that you need to put the plow on the bull. It's as above, so below. That's what that means. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, it's it, that what you just said made it click with me a little more. It's a uh, it's literally like a instruction manual for um, dated your day to day life, not in a exactly. moral, not necessarily in a moral sense, but in a physical sense yeah okay wow exactly because it was about survival you look at the sky you see the virgo you see virgo with the wheat stalk okay the bread's ready let's go send the virgins out to the fields to pick the wheat that's what they did well their dumbasses should just had microwaves you know come on mm-hmm. you know sagittarius 
Sagittarius, the man with the bow and the arrow. The bow and the arrow shoots the sun and kills it. It's translated as a spear in the side of Goth. Wow. Jesus is hit with a spear. The spear of destiny at the end to check if he's dead. That's the sun being hit by the bow and the arrow. It's also lost shield metaphors. That's what this whole thing is. So to you, like decoding this stuff is obviously like borderline national treasure, fun, investigative work. But at the same time, doesn't it kind of make it uh, like what it's fun digging all this stuff up, but at the same time, doesn't it make it kind of, uh, well, I don't know. I guess that you, I was going to say it makes it like a little bit more boring what you find, but at the same time, you said you believe that what day you were born affects your personality. So you do really believe that there's a higher order with the whole, uh, the hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Talk. Can you talk about that a little bit before we wrap up? Like how exactly the astrological signs and birthdays and timelines work and, Maybe the cycle. Well, I can't of really. That's not really. That's not really what I go to. That I get into. I have an astrologer. Um, okay, but you at least believe in Priscilla. that. Her name is Priscilla. She lives in Kentucky. She's wonderful. But um, yeah, she runs my chart every time something good happens. You know, just to see how I should approach it. It's like what J.P. Morgan said. J.P. Morgan famously said that millionaires don't need astrology, but billionaires do. Because <laughs> it's all written in the stars. Well, the Reagans, the Catholic... Nancy Reagan was all into that, right? Yeah, she was. They based and White the Catholic House Church. Was. Yep, and the Catholic Church came out and they flat out tell you in the catechism that astrology is evil. And that's why so many Catholics will never understand this. They'll never get a chart reading. They'll never understand the kind of stuff I'm talking about because they think it's from the devil. Yeah. Which do you think that was a trick? I guess you would say that uh, the narrative that astrology is evil was a trick by the elites because they don't want you using that stuff the way they do? Yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Hell yeah. Well, man, uh, is there anything else you want to cover before we get out of here? Definitely I think we're good. Your, you have any... Definitely plug all yeah, everywhere, plug everything again. again where people can find you. Yeah, so Instagram and Facebook, Micah Dank. Micah Dank into the rabbit hole is the group on Facebook. Um... On Twitter, it's Real Mr. Dank. The books are on Amazon, Into the Rabbit Hole. Uh, it's a six-book series. The fifth one just came out. And if you're interested in uh, getting signed copies, I provide those, too. Awesome. And the Bible tells us that. For sure. <laughs> hey, thanks again, Mr. Micah Dank. It's, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure, and we'll have to talk again very soon uh i definitely have a lot more questions in the future and i'm gonna have to i might have to uh pick up a couple of your books and read into them and then get back to you on a lot of this stuff because i've i've never been into super into astrology but a lot of the people i interact with in the my like my wife and a lot of my friends are all into this type of stuff so hearing you uh mix the two worlds of history uh the bible spirituality and astrology is a a cool mix that I really appreciate you bring in today to the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, you have you have my you have my Twitter. Yeah, we'll reconnect for sure, man. That's uh, and uh, uh, so go, make sure you send me every link that you want listed in the show notes so people can click through those and look at what you're up to, man. Thanks again. 
Yeah, I don't think I really have any links to be honest. I don't. I don't have my own YouTube page, and I uh, I don't have my own website. I just kind of do everybody's podcasts. <laughs> right. Well, I, we can at least link to your social medias and your uh, your Amazon books. I'll put those direct links. Okay. Just send me all that, and uh, yeah, dude. Thanks again, Mister Micah Dank. That was a dank episode. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. You have a good Take one. Care. So what you in for, brother? Eternity. Ooh. That's a long time. You must have did some really bad shit. Yeah. I sold my soul. Hope you got something good for it. As a matter of fact, I got nothing for it. Well, that's a really bad deal if you ask me. Well, I'm not asking you. Doesn't really matter, though. Can't sell your soul anyway. Oh, really? Why do you say that? It doesn't really belong to you in the first place. No way, no how. So who does it belong to? Belongs to God. That universal spirit that animates and binds all things in existence. Devil's gonna try to confuse you. That's a gig. But in the end, you're going to see clear to who and what you are and what you're here to do. Now, you're going to make some mistakes along the way everybody does. But if you just open up your heart and open up your mind, you get it. Who are you? Just a friend, brother. Just a really good friend. Well, I wrote this song for the Christian youth. I want to teach kids the Christian truth. If you want to reach those kids on the street, then you got to do a rap to a hip-hop beat. So I gave my sermon an urban kick. My rhymes are fly, my beats are sick. My crew is big and it keeps getting bigger. That's because Jesus Christ is my nigga. He's a life changer, miracle arranger, born to the virgin mom in a manger, water to wine, he's a drink exchanger, and he died for your sins. I preach the word, that's my gig, and I rhyme better than Notorious Big. All the other MCs, I wish them well, but if you live in sin, you burn in hell. I'ma pass the mic to my lovely wife She's a fly MC and the light of my life So the bust a rhyme without further ado Take it away, Mary Sue Jesus Christ is my nigga He's the son of the original G And he was sent to earth to elucidate the way that we should be What? Like if another MC says You're a freak, you're a lame butt rapper And your rhymes are weak I don't get mad and I don't critique I forgive him 
and turn the other cheek. I don't blaspheme and I don't brag, I don't cuss, and my pants don't sag. I do exude a little Christian swag, and I'm proud to be an American. Jesus Christ is a nigga. Let his light shine through ya. Let his love pop a cap in your butt and say hallelujah. Jesus Christ is a nigga. He's a homie MCJC, you see, he's an honest, caring, peace-loving nigga like me. If you do drugs and you think you're cool, you need to come to Sunday school. Put those drugs in a garbage can. Stand up tall, you're a Christian man. Word up. I'm freestyle. Hit me. Abs in a six pack. A B S N A six the number P A C K dot com.